Welcome to the Inside Story on Franchising with valuable insights on how to create multiple streams of income through franchising and building businesses. Host Ricardo Matos has spent more than 25 years building businesses in multiple industries and helping other business owners succeed. His expertise and entrepreneurial know-how will educate and inspire you. On the show, Ricardo brings together industry experts and insiders who share solutions and strategies along with a passion for helping entrepreneurs make the best decision when it comes to buying a franchise or any business opportunity and much more. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Inside Story Franchise Podcast. Today we have Brooke Lively is the founder and president of Cathedral Capital, a team of CFOs and profitability strategies who help entrepreneurs turn their companies into profitable business. After earning her MBA in investments and corporate finance, Brooke built a seven-figure company in under two years. Brooke, welcome to the Inside Story of Franchise. How are you doing today? I am awesome. How are you doing, Ricardo? I am doing great, and I love your glasses. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. This is what happens when you go to New York with your best friend. I hear you. You look awesome. Extremely awesome. Hey, listen, thank you for being part of our podcast. Uh, I want to, you know, thank you being part of our organization and everything that we're doing for our communities and all the people that uh, are trying to become business owner. And as we jump into asking you questions, please feel free to elaborate everything you want to elaborate according to what is in your business and what you can do for people. So, What can you tell us about yourself and who you are and what you are all about and how you are helping business owners uh, from entrepreneurship, from business, like in the franchise world, even from outside of franchise industries? What are you doing for business like those? So um, I I just want to give you a little bit of history about me. I um, was running a a family business that we had built up to a million dollars in under two years, as you said, and we hired a consultant to help with sales and marketing. And his clients started coming to me and saying, can you do for us what you're doing for your family? And that was when I realized that most entrepreneurs don't really know their numbers, that that there's a lot of fear around the financials in their business. So what we do is we help small business owners better understand the numbers in their business. And when you do that, when you understand the numbers, you start making data-driven decisions. And what this means to me is really, and I I know you felt this, have you ever made a decision and then you wake up at 2 a.m. and you think about it, and then at 10 o'clock the next morning, you're like, really, was that the right thing to do? You ever had that problem? Oh yeah, many times your mind goes wandering around throughout the night, you have to put in a piece of paper, otherwise you forget, yes. Well, and it's like, you just keep second guessing yourself. So you make the same decision over and over and over again. And it's so unproductive. But when you've got great data, when you have numbers to back up your decisions, man, you make that thing once and you move on. And we love that. The predict the unpredictable, right? By having the right data. So what, what are one of the major mistakes that you see entrepreneurs making on a day by day when they're growing their business? not keeping track over the data? Yeah, it is. And, you know, so I talk about six key numbers, the six numbers that will really help you run your business. And people always ask me, what's the first one? And I believe that it is your cash flow forecast. Mm 
Okay. Knowing how much cash you're going to have at the end of every week for the next six to eight weeks. And um, the reason I believe that is, you know, a couple of reasons. First of all, cash is king. We all know that. Yes. <laughs> and you can't operate without it. Um, and the second big reason is if you know how much cash you're going to have six to eight weeks out, that means that you'll know you know, seven weeks before you hit a cash crunch. And when you have seven weeks, you have options. You have things that you can do. You may be able to get a loan. You can come up with a new product to sell. You can start a new marketing initiative to bring new clients in. You have options. Um, when you figure out you're going to have a cash crunch seven hours before it starts, <laughs> you really don't. Um, and then the third reason I like it is because it gives you some peace of mind. Interesting. And out of those three or four different strategies that you are actually helping each individual uh, ownership uh, and create through positive cash flow, what are some of those methodologies that it take place from A to C accordingly to those three or four categories that you just recently mentioned? So, I, you know, we... <laughs> We do a lot of different things for clients and, okay. um, and, and we start with cash and we're all about making companies more profitable. So we look at things like, what is your process and can okay. we change your process? And I know that you work with a ton of franchises and people like McDonald's have the process down absolutely 100%. But there are other places that don't, other franchises don't have the process down so well. So, um, you know, my best friend's husband bought a franchise and when he started doing it, they did not give him a ton of support. In fact, they didn't talk to him about pricing. Yeah. And so I'm like, wait a minute, this is a franchise. They're supposed to lay everything out for you. And they really didn't. And so I started going through all the processes of his business. And I started looking at all the different things that they did. And I said, all right, if we do it this way, it's more efficient. And this is what we need to charge for it for you to make money. Yeah. And so we really look at all aspects of the business. We look at your organization chart. We look at who's doing the work. We look at, are we charging the right amount? Are we paying the right amount? Um, where can we economize and where can we actually spend money and get a greater return? So basically what you're saying is that your company goes into a particular company and jumps in and create a, a, a systematic of assistance of approach on how you organize on a streamlined methods by understanding their price structure or their product, their way their business is run, and you streamline the methodology in a way that it makes sense for the business owner. Yes, I get that. Now, in the world of franchise, we know that not all franchises are created equal, and not yeah, all equal franchises are equally profitable. Uh, irrelevant to the fact that most people believe that a franchise is a proven model, yes, it may be a proven model. At times, people don't have the misconception or understanding that because you're buying a proven model of a franchise entity does not necessarily mean that it's going to run by itself, right? So a lot of times they still need people like you to guide them by the hand, even though the franchise, so they may have certain tools, many rules to continue growing and expanding their business. But when you come aboard with them, not only you guide them to the process of understanding the number, but you also guiding them to understand 
that methodology how to become a great entrepreneur, a business owner, and you got them from A to C in every aspect that they may know, they may get from the franchisor, but the franchisor, they're always done things in general for all their franchisee, right? But mm -hmm. you guys are more tailored directly to a specific niche. Now, what can you tell me about your complete CFO uh, entity program that you have within your organization that you allow uh, business owners or franchise owners to be part of? So we are fractional CFOs and we come into companies that are too small to have a CFO on staff. You know, you can't afford the $150,000, $200,000 a year salary. And even if you did bring somebody in, they would probably be bored. So yeah, we're looking at kind of 15 million and under generally. And what we do, the complete CFO is just one of our levels of service. And it's generally about two hours a month. I'm sorry, not two hours, two phone calls a month with your CFO. And then the rest of the time, we have a whole team of people that are talking to different people in your financial ecosystem, whether it's people that work for you, whether it's your banker, your tax accountant, whoever it is. And we are there researching and developing the tools you need to be more profitable. Interesting. Because that, that's basically having a, like a personal CFO, but not one, but you're having an entire team of different CFOs, different industry uh, organizational, they're not only contribute for your business, but for multiple business, that they're bringing ideas to help you grow your business at a different level. Absolutely, and that's one of the things that we, that we really like about what we do is that we can see something in one industry and we pull it into a different industry. And that really makes a difference when we do that. Yes, it's like most people don't realize it, but sometimes a company comes up with a very unique idea of entity of how to go about doing certain things. And all of a sudden you see how other companies are copying and doing the same thing. But it's because most likely they have companies like you who have expert CFOs of different entities or organization coming along the way. And hey, let's implement this. This is working for this company. This can work for you. And it does. And now all those companies are not copying, but emulating the methodology of the process that is allowing them to continue growing and expanding at a rapid rate. Very nice, very nice. Now, what is the benefit that you can partner with CFO when people can actually see what your organization is? So um, there, are, there are a number of benefits. One, we have that financial expertise. Okay. In there, we've done that, we've seen it. Um, and as we just talked about, we've seen other industries. So we are always pulling in ideas that may seem kind of wild, um, but are great. Um, one of the other things that is different about us than a lot of CFOs, most CFOs are kind of a one-man shop. Yes. So we've got a lot of CFOs that have a big, you know, range of knowledge, but we also, on your team, not only do you have a, a lead CFO, but you have an accountant and there's an analyst. So there's a whole team behind your CFO helping them help you. So that brings up a question. So what is the most important for an entrepreneur or business owner that you trans to take in consideration to transform, you know, their failing business or before even going to a failing business to make it a striving business or even to sort of fast 
a business. What is that key important aspect from using people like you? You know, one of the things that makes talking about what we do hard is that we personalize for every company. So it, not every company has the same problem. So we don't use the same ideas. We don't use the same process for every company. It's 100% meeting a company where they are. So, you know, I was talking to one company and he was staffing up because he wanted to hit a million dollars. And <laughs> I went through and I figured out and he had enough team members to do $2 million. Interesting. And he didn't understand what was happening. So, but I showed him who should be doing the work, how they should be doing it, cut half his team and he made money the next month. You know, sometimes it's people that aren't pricing correctly and, and we'll go in and we'll look at their pricing sometimes. And I will, you know, throw my best friend's husband under the bus on this one. His franchise gave him a lot of great marketing ideas, Yeah. but what they never really, but what they didn't teach him to do and he didn't know to do was to track the clients that were coming in from all those different marketing activities to see which ones were actually bringing the people in and which ones weren't. And I'm like, you know what, we need to cut this and we need to put more money into this because that one's costing you a lot of money. This is the yeah. one that's bringing all your clients in. No, it's funny you say that because, um, as we, the pandemic took effect, right? A lot of companies decided to clean house, right? Because they were probably too overstaffed. Or we see how a lot of uh, publicly traded companies, their stock goes up when they release a lot of personnel. Personnel within an organization is a sometimes a big burden in your organization. That doesn't necessarily mean the company stopped running or stopped going or they're going under. It just means they're restructuring their needs of all the personnel they have but at times, it's not necessarily about the personnel. It's about how you create a certain marketing tool or certain marketing entity that are beneficial for you that they are not beneficial for you now, right? And I correct me if I'm wrong, but you also analyze those key strategies where companies are into place and they're taking in consideration their marketing strategy, all the different resources where they're investing money to marketing, what's working and what's not working, what's mediocrely acting and how you are converting some of the uh, expenditures of the organization to be more, or should I say, not uh, more streamlined, but more in direct connection for them to become more profitable. Yeah, it, you know, you, you talk about the marketing strategies. We had a client one time who was using a paid referral service to get clients. Okay, that can be great. Um, but we started looking and when we dug down and when we tracked all the numbers all the way through the marketing and sales pipeline um, and, and their different conversion rates, people talk about their conversion rate, you know, oh, I've got a 98% conversion rate. People always buy from me. Well, they're usually talking about the actual sales call, but there's a lot that happens before someone buys from you. There, there are four or five yeses and we we're looking at this client's conversion cycle from this one particular source and half the time the potential clients didn't show up from that referral source. The receptionist was, or is 
his assistant was spending an immense amount of time, like almost all of her time getting those people rescheduled. Um, and it, like, it was just crazy. And when I went in and I added in all the extra expenses, so not just the expense for that actual referral, but the expense for all the referrals that it took to get one client, all the time that his assistant was spending yeah. rescheduling people, all the time that was being- I wasted, time, right? Yeah, the wasted time when he would sit there waiting for this person to show up for a sales call. Like it was astronomical. Yeah, sometimes we don't realize how much certain entities that we are currently using for any business to strive forward to expand, sometimes it's costing us more than actually benefiting, right? So that's why one of the key things that we like to emphasize to people in growing a business, if you're spending a dollar, you should be able to get one, two or three or four dollars above your break-even point, right? We right? like 10. Yeah, chain, right? That's and a that's tenfold, right? A tenfold. I call that a tenfold. For every dollar you bet, you should be able to make 10, right? That's your tenfold entity, right? So if you're spending a million dollars a year, you should be able to make $10 million a year, right? In theory. Now I have heard and I have seen and I have evaluated companies where they're spending $10 or $7 to make three or $4 and they say, oh yeah, we are making money. No, you're not making no. money. You're surviving a business that is not really making money. It's just surviving, right? It's just the right hand, that, that threat waiting for you to get to the break-even point before you start going into the negative. So yeah. that is where you come in and you analyze all the areas of their business and mm -hmm. you streamline it to remove the redundancy, remove the pitfalls and remove some of the entities that involved within your or anyone's organization. Now- Right, but we're also, Ricardo, looking for the places where we can add. So sometimes it's not about cutting your staff. Sometimes the reason you're not profitable and you're not growing is because you don't have enough. I think. So we look and we're like, okay, so this is the person we need to bring on now because it will relieve this constriction. It will enable us to do X, Y, and Z, which is going to boost profitability. Interesting. And now can you elaborate more in depth uh, about your team and who is your team and how is your team helping all the people in, in Dallas-Fort Worth and Texas and all over the United States? Yeah, so um, we have five CFOs. Okay. Most of them are uh, CPAs where they're working on their CPA license. And um, they have a wide ranging background. So, you know, we have one person that spent a lot of time in... Um, the nonprofit world. Mm -hmm. And most people roll their eyes. They're like, why do you want a nonprofit person as a CFO? She spent her entire career talking to board members who didn't understand numbers. So she can explain numbers to a three-year-old in the way they, they <laughs> in, in words that they use. And that that's an amazing skill because like I said, most people are afraid of their numbers. I agree. Um, but but you have you have uh, CFOs who are organized within the legal legal aspect as a paralegals or or lawyers, right? You have CFOs that are part of within the accounting world, and you also have like uh, 
uh, different CFOs associated to, uh, you know, executive leadership and assistance and training and so on? Um, yeah, so yours, all of our CFOs are generalists and they can do a lot. We do have certain CFOs that are really specialized in like a particular skill. So we'll bring them in. Um, for instance, Pam is amazing. She, in a past life, joined a company as the CFO when they were doing 5 million. She left as their CEO when they were doing 70 million. So when we've got acquisitions happening, she's the one you want because she can talk to you about making sure that the culture goes across the company. Um, she can tell you the things that you, the problems you're going to run into when you do an acquisition. Interesting. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Brooke, where can our audience go and learn more about you and your connection within your organization and how can they find you? Um, so you can always find me by email and my email address is brooke at cathcap.com, C-A-T-H-C-A-P.com. If you want to learn more about our company, just go to cathcap.com and it's all kind of there. <laughs> Perfect. I will add all your bio and information within our podcast so people can actually find you also. Um, I appreciate very much for being part of our, our podcast. Uh, you have given us a lot of insightful information on how people should be able to use CFO within their organization. They don't necessarily have to hire a personal CFO. They can just use companies like you with have multiple CFOs in many different industries who they can contribute and collaborate with any organization to help them grow and expand their business knowledge and even expand their business entity overall. So I want to thank you very much. I uh, look forward to hear from you soon and continue striving forward. Thank you for having me on, Ricardo. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Inside Story on Franchising with your host, Ricardo Matos. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. That way, you'll never miss a new episode and you can help spread the word to more entrepreneurs like yourself. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.